why is Santa Claus not in the Avengers? Like, he can do some pretty badass stuff. I am so glad you asked. I am so glad you asked. Are you ready for this to blow your mind? <laughs> Please tell me there's You're a- You're not even ready for about what I'm about to drop on you, friend. They're guys. They do magic. magic. They are the magic guys. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 151 of The Magic Guys, where we as magicians answer your questions, share our lives as professionals, and uh, today we're in the spirit of Christmas, the magicalness, and uh, to my left we've got Nick K. Merry Christmas, bitches! (laughs) Oh yeah, and I'm Elf Josh. Welcome to the show, my friends. It's Christmas. Well, for, for, I, I'm guessing for most of our viewers, it's Christmas. But for We're us, it's favorites. Boxing Day. Yes. So we've had our Christmas. Um, thank you guys for joining us here in the chat on Christmas Day. Bless your cotton socks. I hope your socks were filled with amazing magic goodies and thumb tips and all the good things that will make everyone's day a little bit better. Josh, how was your Christmas? Oh, mine was good. You know, normally we would... A lot of the times go out and do big extravagant, you know, family lunches and things like that. But we've just, uh, Sandy and I moved house recently. So today we thought, yesterday, we for the first time we just have a Christmas at home where we didn't have to leave the house at all, eat lots of food, you know, pass out, wake up, eat more food, repeat and watch Christmas movies. And uh, that was pretty much it. It was very nice, very relaxing. And Fred Claus is very underrated uh, movie. Who's Fred? Well, in this movie, it's Santa Claus's brother. <gasps> that did not come up in my research, friends. Which is interesting what? <laughs> because what today's episode is about, my friends, is uh, in my drunken stupor, I was thinking to myself, like, hang on a second. Christmas magic, magic Christmas, all that sort of stuff. And then I'm like, well, Santa does magic. Is he a magician or is he magical? And so I went Ooh. down this... I went down this rabbit hole and now it is just all this research that I'd done. My sources, uh, mainly internet-based, but more so my nieces and nephews. They seem to know a lot about Santa that I don't. So I've done my diligence on this and I'm ready to talk about this. But before we start... Before we start, just a quick shout out to our friends for being here. Ed, Johnny, Thomas, thank you for being here. The Christian Magician, Johnny Prentice. Um, Yes, and of course, yes, Thomas Conger. Thank you all for being here and hanging out with us. Shall we begin with a little history lesson? Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. So my the reason why I think that Santa could possibly be a magician and not magical is because of this. Think about this. Santa. That's a stage name, number one. That's a stage mm-hmm. name. What's what's his real name? He goes by many names. Now, the most recent and most common one is what? Any guesses? I mean, Chris Kringle is the one I yes, hear in movies. Correct, Chris That's Kringle. Right, but it is believed that his name was originally Saint Nicholas who was a monk and therefore never married. And he was a monk many, many years ago. He actually 
predates uh, 2000, uh, no, so 2070 AD, right? When it was a guy called St. Nicholas, he was a bishop, all right? And in fact, this is where it gets really funny because he was out there doing presents and so forth and uh, a Roman emperor imprisoned him for like five years, which means that Santa's done hard time, like a bad boy. <laughs> This is and I'm gonna and I'm gonna reference this a bit later because what do you do for five years when you're in prison? You get jacked and you lift weights, guys. I looked this up. Do you know how much Santa can bench press? Eight hundred pounds. Santa can bench press eight hundred pounds. I have eight hundred and four pounds specifically. And you can Google that. And when you find the video, Josh, bring it up for our viewers to see now. <laughs> Going by the original St. Nicholas, which was imprisoned and so forth. Now, there's a lot of mythology that changes here because here's the thing. It says that St. Nicholas was held prisoner by a Roman emperor and died on December 6th. That's why December 6th is St. Nick Day or St. Nicholas Day, also known as my name day. Then I thought, well, if that were the case, Santa wouldn't actually continue. Now, there is a theory that if Santa dies or you kill him, that you you... Well, I guess he doesn't die because he's immortal. That's one of his superpowers. <laughs> and we'll recap on these superpowers at the end. But here's the thing. If Santa, if you kill Santa, you become Santa. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, the Santa Claus clearly states that fact. Correct. Thank you. So the Santa Claus states that, that if you kill Santa, you thus become Santa. And that's why the name then lives on. Mm. Now, if you live on that much with this level of immortality, the question now becomes how old is Santa? And the answer is 1,763 years old. And he looks great. Damn. Right? Now, what I found interesting is that the original Saint Nick was a monk and therefore was never able to marry. However, what up with Mrs. Claus? Good yeah, question. Is, uh, yeah, yeah. What is up with Mrs. Claus? This, this yeah. thing is unraveling very quickly. Exactly. Oh. So Mrs. Claus, all right, think about it now. Santa, stage name, Mrs. Claus, magic assistant. Okay? Magic mm. assistant. Now, hear me out. The reason I think that she's a magical assistant, okay? Well, let's take, a, let's take a, second, stay, um, a step back. How did they meet? Let's, let's touch upon that, okay? Now, the story goes that Santa met Mrs. Claus, and there's a few variants of this, but this is the most common one I found in some traditional folklore. Um, basically, there was a little village that... Santa used to visit, and there was a kindly-hearted woman there and that who, who then thus became Mrs. Claus. Mrs. Claus's real name is Jessica. So, again, stage name, and away they go. Think about Carol Roy, you know, the Mr. Fantastic, like, you know what I mean? Like, there is, there is so much entity that's like Magic Claus, and here's the reason why she's a perfect assistant – She's a perfect assistant. Well, she's younger than him, naturally, by about 500 years. So he's like 100 and, well, more. Yeah, well, almost there. So almost about five, almost 600 years. So um, he's 1,700 years old. She's 1,100 years old, 1,142 to be exact. And the reason she's a perfect assistant is that she actually saved Christmas one time. Like he wasn't, he wasn't up to going out in the sleigh. And she's like, well, if you do... Correct. I'll be doing and, back. Yeah. Now you guys might have noticed that poor Josh is just trudging through the snow today. He's a little bit under the weather. And I went, You're not going to believe this, Josh. Santa was also under the weather one day. And you know who saved Christmas? Mrs. Claus. 
Okay. There's nothing magic. like a lady to, to get like you out of bed. What a great magic assistant. So she's gone and saves Christmas, right? Power to her. And as well as that, she also keeps track on the books on who's naughty and nice. And here's where it she gets. Does. Yes. But here's where it gets interesting. And a little misogynistic, but hear me out. <laughs> Legend says <laughs> Legend says she she can't drive the sleigh. But 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 she can fly a helicopter. Mm, of course. Well, apparently only a clause can ride the sleigh, can drive it. That's why in Fred Claus, the movie I was watching, his brother who is lives his life as a normal muggle, although he also doesn't age, as saints don't and anyone in their immediate family. There's this part where Santa Claus hurts himself, Christmas is going to be ruined, no one else can ride the sleigh, but Fred can, and Fred's the man. So just to be clear, immortality doesn't mean that you can't scrape your knee or fall over. Like, it just means well, that would make you invincible versus being immortal, correct? Actually, yeah, that's a good point. How is he hurting himself? How is he hurting himself? Hmm. Okay. Mm. So let's have a point yeah, on that I one. Think, I think that's what it is. I think he just doesn't age, but he doesn't mean he can't. Well, I guess yeah, time heals all wounds. If you if you stick around long enough, you'll heal up. You know what I mean? You break a bone, give it time, it heals. Now, here's the and, thing. And sorry, and also you you mentioned that <clears throat> the the fable goes that if you kill Santa, you become Santa. So by that, if we attach that to this one that we're talking about, it technically you don't age, but you can die, and that means someone else takes your spot. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, of course. I'm glad we're clearing yeah. this up. Yeah. So we've established a couple of things at this moment. He's got a stage name, okay, not his real name, and he's got an assistant. So, boom, he's got an assistant, and he does magic, okay? Now, here's how he does magic. He's got budget for it. I checked up Santa's net worth. It's somewhere between 2 to $5 million, okay? Now, mm. think about what he can achieve with his magical powers. We are talking about the Slayer a moment ago, all right? Apparently... Think like I say, there's a, too many theories on how this works and how it flies with regards to magic. Okay, one theory is that it's like black matter and away it flies, and then there's some stuff that he actually feeds the reindeer and they end up flying. Correct? Yeah, and there's some movies that it's like it's the spirit of Christmas and kids believing in Santa that powers the sleigh. Exactly, and so it's. Originally was powered by one reindeer, okay? But then as population grew, he had to make it a lot better. And it's now a total of eight reindeer, which he used to pull that sleigh, okay? Mm. But this thing can travel at the speed of light effectively. Well, three times the speed of light in order to get from place to place, okay? So here's the thing. He's now got the power of transposition and going through literal dimensions. Does it make him magical or a magician? Because think about what Copperfield does as he walks through the wall of China, Okay, that's not too dissimilar to him getting into our homes to deliver presents under your tree. What do you say? I think is what you're alluding to that Copperfield might be this generation Santa. He could possibly, and I have or a few one off. More, I have a few mm. more theories on this. Okay, I wonder what so, Elon Musk has to say about this sleigh. I would love to ask him, 
But when I did my diligence on the sleigh, it was seriously such a rabbit hole and I didn't feel it pertained to magic enough, but effectively it's made of super lightweight material and tungsten and a whole bunch of really cool stuff. And there is also this particular atomizer on it that allows it to travel between dimensions. And as well as that, it's got like CB radio to communicate back and forth and also so you can communicate with the military because if he was flying over international airspace, they would shoot him down and that would then ruin Christmas. So, Of course. So that's the thing. Like, is he a techie or is he magical? He's got to be both. Yeah? Yeah. Agreed. That's what I thought too. But here's the thing what I'm considering the most. Think about the amazing escapes that have been achieved over the years, okay? Even all the way from, like, <clears throat> from the trying, like the, the, the water torture cell and the upside-down water bits and all that sort of stuff. He's getting into houses via chimneys. However, what happens to houses when he doesn't have chimneys? So Santa has a few different methods for delivering um, presents to children who don't have chimneys, okay? In some cases, he has a magic key to unlock doors, which kind of makes sense because you think about most mm. escapologist folk, they would stash keys in certain things, like hide them in locks or on their person in some way or another, swallow them, spit them up, and then be able to like pick locks, so to speak. So he kind of has a key, they can open every door. Because some days you just don't feel like taking the chimney. Do you think? I think so. Because in in Tim Allen's uh, The Santa Claus, even houses that didn't have a chimney, one would appear out of the house for him to still go down when he'd land on the sleigh. But, you know, sometimes you just feel a bit old-fashioned and I guess you use the key instead and you go inside. Yeah. And, and also some- tint. And also tinsel is the strongest metal in the world because they use it to break the locks to get him out of jail. So as a kid, I was like, I'm going to stash some tinsel (laughs) strands in my pocket. (laughs) I'm going to do that. I'm going to hang upside down from the basketball hoop in the gymnasium and I'm just going to sew my stuff down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So he carries – so, but here's the thing, right? So getting down the chimney is one thing, right? To get yep. back up, to get back up the chimney, mm. like he's got to get back on his sled and get and, and bounce out of there to get to the next location, right? So yeah, what is he doing? Is he, is he leaving the front door and climbing up the side of the house or is he going back up? There is theories on this. Apparently, he carries a thermo. Like a like a thermostat, a little uh, sort of drinking coffee number, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like like a like a magic guy's mug. Yeah, like like a magic guy's mug, but like a therm like most thermo. Uh, yep, by our merch. Mm. Um, and then what he does is he he adds a little bit to the milk at every single location when he goes to deliver presents. Takes a sip, and that then makes him levitate back up. So is it a potion more Harry Potter esque? That is making Ooh. him levitate, or can he just straight up Copperfield fly off? And not like Balducci levitation. We're talking like proper <laughs> flying off. Like that's yeah, that's pretty special. Yeah, I mean, some in some adaptations, it's the uh, Santa sack that that floats up and he holds onto it and it goes oh. out. So and that's that the one. thing, right? Let's talk about the sack <clears throat> for a minute because I did do my diligence on the sack. Okay. 
What a sack that is, too. It is quite a sack. Enormous, a sack. if you will. <laughs> yeah. And red, but not and not concerning. Yeah. Well, it comes once a year. It would be red. So true. So yeah. a lot of usage in one night. Okay. So this so Santa's sack effectively <laughs> is the bag of nothing. Y'all seen the bag of nothing? There's nothing in the bag. Reach in, take an item out. Stuff just keeps coming out of that. Great magic trick. Santa also has his own version of it. It is trans-dimensional mm. present compartment, okay? When it comes to Santa's toy bag, you'll, okay, you're wondering like how it fits all the presents into one bag. It's because it has a trans-dimension. It's a one giant end egg bag, effectively. That would be the best, wouldn't it? That's a great one, John. One that big is, egg bag. That is correct, John. Yes. Now, <laughs> apparently what it is, it's a trans-dimensional present compartment in the form of a traditional gift sack. So, I guess you could take a change bag and make it look like that too. I've seen change bags that look like socks that you would hang over the mantle, right? Ah, yeah. Okay. Now, Santa's toy bag uh, acts as a portal between the sleigh and the North Pole, and they can basically just keep, rather than him doing loads back and forth, Mm. they can put things into the sack via a portal and away it goes. So another theory. Now, to me, that sounds more magical. Okay. Agreed? That does. That does sound pretty magical. Okay. However, some people have theorized that there is nanotechnology in that bag and it's manufacturing toys as it goes from location to location. Like miniaturized mm. millions little little doodads building presents one at a time inside the actual bag and wrapping them. Yeah, I think if you look really close at the lining of the bag, you'll actually see it says Stark Industries. Okay. So Iron Man has put his touch on this probably. It would make a lot of sense if Iron Man also, were actually go also, on. Also, why is Santa Claus not in the Avengers? Like he can do some pretty badass stuff. I am so glad you asked. I am so glad you asked. Are you ready for this to blow your mind? Please tell me there's You're a, not even ready a for about what I'm about to drop on you, friend. You have no idea. Here why, we go. Why is there no Batman version of the Santa Claus? Like, there you know? is. Tell me more. Santa is a mutant in the X-Men universe. Did you know this? You've just blown my mind. But I know, but- dude. I went down the rabbit hole myself. In the magic universe, it is said, it is said that he is the most powerful mutant ever detected by Cerebral. What? Yeah. What? Keep going. What what do you mean? So okay. they Yeah. Tell me. Okay. More. So Santa is a mutant, right? And you know how Professor X puts on his helmet and he can can contact any any mutant, right? right? Yes. He's like the yes, most yes. powerful one yep. in the in the universe, right? However, his powers are only for Christmas Day. Okay. So limited. So He's can limited. he only sense him on Christmas Day? Is that what apparently he can sense him all the time, but I think his powers come into full effect when it comes time to perform, so to speak, when he's got to go and be Santa and deliver presents all over the world, which is so tough. Right. I think like, imagine this, imagine, imagine like you're a sleight of hand artist, but um, 
you you can't use your fingers. You can only use your fingers when you're performing. That is insane. How do you practice being Jedi? Like, how would he drill how to do his job? Mm. Right? Now, that's- It's like you can only go Super Saiyan mode when you actually need it. And otherwise- Yeah. Correct. Now, that is the Marvel Universe variant, okay? And you should see the artwork for this. He's jacked. He looks like, if you watch those YouTube, yeah, he's about as big as Josh Nabita, maybe a little bigger if you watch Josh's videos. And no um, there's even a variant of him where he's got um, uh, Wolverine claws. It is very, very funny. Um, yeah, but he's a mutant. Now, that's in the Marvel Universe. I also did my diligence in the DC world, okay? Now, I think that, in the, actually, no, I think I might have confused myself. I think in the, in the Marvel Universe, he's, he's a badass all the time. But in the DC Universe, I just, I'm just checking my notes here. Um, in the DC Universe, um, he's only got his powers during Christmas. Like, as in, like, the holiday is the source of his power. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, he still has all the same powers that we're currently talking about. And we've got a whole list to go through. But apparently, Santa's faster than Superman. Oh, it's got to be if he's delivering presents every uh, every day. Yeah. Oh, it's sorry. Like a- sorry. It's the whole world in one night. Yeah. Yeah. Now, look, I looked up the stats on this and the things everyone had different theories on it. And I couldn't decide upon which one I was going to say that he can travel this far. I felt it to be unfair. But if you guys are watching live right now, you will see <laughs> a <laughs> photograph of that's the Marvel Santa you guys are looking at right now. Look how mm. jacked he is. He's got what looks like MMA boxing gloves. He's entirely shirtless. He's probably got maybe 3% body fat, and he just looks like he j- he just shreds of the gym. He looks like he looks it's like if, um, if the liver king just grew a white beard and started delivering yes. press. <laughs> maybe liver king is Santa. Could you imagine? Everyone gets liver for Christmas. <laughs> Uh, okay so getting in and out of chimneys okay so you can unlock the doors i don't know if you can walk through them and i tried to find that but if you can actually like get through things but i think he has the ability to morph and change himself so my like i have this theory that he's going to like um like like he comes out of people's aircon units you know what i mean like he just goes Mm. in through the plate and spits out but but then I can imagine how he does that, but then he's probably going to ruin all the presents. So this is a weird superpower to have, right? But yeah. here's the thing, right? So going back to what the chimney game was, and this is going to be a fun list to go through right now. He goes back up the chimney by adding his stuff to milk. What happens if they don't have milk? Yeah, I mean, like, does, does almond milk work the same? Does it might. Same. And that's a good that's a good point because I looked up what Santa drinks at different places all over the world. Now, okay. what people tend to leave out is different based on each culture. Now, starting with the US, they tend to leave out milk and cookies, a good traditional way of doing things. Fantastic. Mm. I agree with that entirely. In Australia, where Josh and I are from, you know what they leave out, Josh? What? A glass, of ice, a, a glass of ice cold beer to beat the summer heat. <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> of course imagine? that's what we leave out. 
We're a population of 10 million people. He just had 10 million pints in the space wow. of God knows how quickly. He would have he probably would have to visit us. That sucks because he has to visit us first. As far like before getting to the States. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So he would have started, what I'm assuming mean? he starts in Greenwich at, in the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. which in, in the UK, uh they they oh they they leave warm sherry. Warm sherry. Warm sherry. Yeah. Warm sherry. So Okay. The, so, the rabbit hole just continues. Yeah. So he would have gotten pissed there already, then gone across all of Russia, which is a whole different thing, and then just pounded beers in Australia and then just been blind drunk on his way to the States, going over the North Pacific Ocean. This is hilarious, mm. right? Now, um, not before, obviously, before he gets us, they go to Ireland. In Ireland, they leave out Guinness. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In Argentina, they leave out hay and water. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And which makes sense. I assume that's for f- helping the reindeer do their thing, right? I don't imagine right. that Santa's just munging down on some some hay, right? But right. Um, they also leave their shoes outside so that they can fill up with gifts. In the Netherlands, they leave carrots and hay. In Denmark, they leave out rice and pudding for the elves. Interesting. I thought this too. And I'm like, why are the elves going to each location? Like that's when you're just doubling down there. Mm. So one of my resources said, oh, they're scouts and they go around looking for Kevin McAllister type children from home alone and seeing if they're setting up any traps and the elves will trip all the traps and ensure that. So they got like, there's quite an operation. Right, you so know the, elves are, the elves, the elves are like the first yeah. wave. Yeah, they exactly. go out. But also yeah. he, but also his um, his center sack is the portal back to the North Pole, right? So it could even be that if he feels like he needs backup, he just opens it up. He's like, "All right, send in ten more." Mm. I wonder how many get caught in bear traps. Mm. By the way, I found a uh, a picture of of Santa bench pressing. This is him in his uh in the off season. Yeah. Pretty jacked. Yeah. That is, he's, he must be doing a warm set because he can actually lift 809 pounds, mm. which I don't know how many kilograms that is, but. That's too many. That's at least 400 kilograms. Yeah. Like insane. Ridiculous. Just, yeah. But the guy's got super strength. Okay. Now, yeah. when I, when I looked up, when they leave out the pudding for the elves, I think that's kind of a cool thing because to my knowledge, they go out and they scout for booby traps and so forth, and they pave the way, which makes a lot of sense that you would scout that because you know who else does stuff like that? The Copperfield. Oh, co- oh, right, right, right. Yeah. He does yeah. send out scouts. Doesn't he just? Copperfield does the same thing. Luis DeMatos does the same things. If anyone's ever seen the EMC box set where he makes your car appear inside of the, um, inside the foyer, man, the operation of that... Luis DeMatos is effectively Santa and his crew are the elves and what it takes to make that illusion happen mm. is phenomenal. Mm. So he's quite clever, magical or magician. I think that's a very magician-y type way to be. Agreed? Agreed. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Send in elves, check for traps, guard dogs, and biometric security. Perfect. In Iceland, in Iceland, they leave this thing called leaf bread, which is a crispy wafer. I don't know much about it. In France, 
They leave carrots and cookies, but they put them in their shoes. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> the French put carrots and cookies in the shoes. Santa then goes to said shoes and eats out of the shoes. And eats a le shoey. Le chier. He has a shoey, right? Yeah. Which is a very Australian thing to do. But I kind of feel like there's a foot fetish joke to be had here. Hmm. Santa. Something to do with claws, like foot claws or something. That's starting to come to mind. Okay. But yeah, you're probably right. Probably we'll massage right. that joke. But yes. I just, it's really funny because I, I, in a lot of the European cultures, it's about leaving their shoes outside or putting things in the shoes. And then obviously this really mm. cute notion that when the kids wake up, there's stuff in their shoes. It's kind of cute. Um, I, I kind of so like he, that. He, rep- he replaces it with presents? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. In like 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 in some cultures, like they just either leave their shoes out, like they put gifts in there for him. <laughs> gifts right. come out. He, he puts gifts in the shoes, little toys and so forth in the shoes, which I think is kind of adorable because that never really did that until I started studying the magic of this guy. Okay. I, I wonder how many people would wake up with just like, Tons of ants like in their shoe <laughs> going in to eat the food. <laughs> How many stories have you heard about people like, oh, my cat took a crap in my shoes? Like, how upsetting would that be if that happened to you on Christmas Day and you thought the Santa took a dump in your shoe? <laughs> well, I guess I'm on the naughty list. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be weird. <clears throat> all right. And then, out of all of my diligence that I did, I found out that in Germany, they leave a letter with decorative sparkles and it's basically a pretty note with demands on it for all the stuff they want. Please, Santa, I'd like two tickets to see Rammstein and a Porsche 911 RS Turbo, please. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to touch on, on Germany. We don't talk about the war. Moving on. So that's how he levitates back up out of the chimneys. Hooray for him. <clears throat> but there was another theory of the source of his magic, Okay. And the other thing that was mentioned was that the hat, the hat is yes. a source of magic. And if you mm. wear the hat, you then become magic. Okay. I tried digging into this. There is a movie about it. That's all well and good. The plot was very simple. You put on the hat, you have Santa powers. I get that. But then when I kept researching this, all I kept seeing was why does Santa wear a hat? Is he bald? And I thought to myself, hey, every great magician I know is bald. Think about yeah. it, man. Garrett Thomas, Josh Nabito, Doug Kahn, all the greats. Michael Lamar. Michael Lamar. Yeah. Thank you. All the greats are bald. Coincidence? No such thing as coincidence. That guy's a magician. Hmm. Getting very suspicious now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's basically doing every illusion that's sort of created, right? Like being able to pass through a solid wall, being able to trans- transportate, creating yep. things from nothing. Like yep. he has the best version Production. of a tip-over tip trunk you've ever seen because it's just a yeah. bag that's empty and then it's you know, <laughs> full. He can also do the uh, – not the human aquarium but the human dump, I guess. Like he can just consume – Tons and tons of food in one night, and it and nothing happens. Yep, pretty crazy. So, yeah. So just to recap on everything, right? So I feel I feel like we've we we'll, 
just touch it upon that and then exploring the theories. Okay. And then we'll mm -hmm. talk about some real magic. Um, we got immortality. Okay. Awesome. Uh, to travel and do all that work in a single night. So obviously the transposition phase is very good. I don't know if super speed is where it's at, you know, or if it's a transposition based thing, I believe he mm. bends time and space in order to do that. And that's a, a perfect example of that is, do you remember the special where Copperfield put the guy out on the very long thing? And then like it was way out over the audience and then he vanishes yeah, that was crazy. And he somewhere. One of the best things you've ever seen with regards to transportation is the ultimate, right? And like that, it's such an impossible vanish. And I think, I think Santa has the same technology. The same. Yep. Yeah. I guarantee. I'm going to ask Chris Kenner when we go to Vegas. I'm going to say, Chris Kenner, quickly, just have you ever worked with Santa before? And he's like, yeah, he'll say that. He'd be yeah. like, yeah. I, I mean, I wonder who had the original rights to bending, bending space and time. Like, does Copperfield lease it off Santa or has he stolen it? Is there beef between them? Because Copperfield doesn't like to share, if we're honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but then I thought about it, right? Because here's the thing. There's got to be some sort of contention there. And here, here's what I'm thinking. Santa for sure has backing, given all of his investments. Okay, so when I looked it up his net worth, I looked at all the things. Now, he's been around for a long time. He has some very smart mm -hmm. investments that I won't deter from the point I'm trying to make. But- it is said that he has a net worth between two to five billion. Okay. Now, if we acknowledge this, well, he I mean, makes how much merch he's selling, you know? Yeah. But here's the thing that mean he, that means he makes more than Copperfield, right? Mm. So here's the thing. Santa <laughs> is down with the military and he's down with NASA and he's down with all these huge corporations. What's happening in the next few months with Copperfield? He's doing an amazing illusion. What's he trying to do? Vanish the moon. He's trying to vanish the moon, people. He's trying to one-up Santa. This is what's happening, guys. <laughs> so This is the real if, battle. If you think this, that Copperfield hasn't spoken to NASA about trying to vanish the moon, come on. I guarantee he's doing that. So either... Oh, yeah. He's trying to outshine because Copperfield's our number one. He's the – I don't know what Copperfield's net worth now. It's, I know it's a billion, right? Is it more than a billion now? It's got to be a billion. But I guarantee the sense is more. So I wonder if, like, if, if Copperfield has beef. Yeah. He, he definitely could. Or he's in cahoots with him. You know. Do you think they work together? Or they've collabed on stuff? I mean, the technology alone suggests that, that they do, right? There's got to be something something there for sure. Yeah. So, so but, but here's the thing, right? So out, outside of the, the ability to travel and do all the amazing things like Copperfield, and obviously we've just side tangent into this, this competitive notion that he's trying to one-up, Right. And we'll, we'll explore the whole moon vanish in a bit. I've been doing my diligence on that one as well. So we'll talk about that in upcoming episodes. Uh, but the one thing that I like that makes a lot of sense to me is he knows when you're naughty or nice. A little mentalism act called the lie detector. Come on, man. If that doesn't spell. So I was thinking magician, bro. The guy's a mentalist. He knows if you're naughty or nice. He knows if you're telling the truth or not. 
Yeah, he knows which hand the cookie's in. He knows which hand. Like, yeah, he would do the best which hand ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, by the way, his net worth, I mean, on here, it's still coming up as a billion. So okay. they might not have updated it, but that's still quite a lot. It says yeah. his, his yearly salary is $60 million. Oh, is that all? <laughs> that's over wow. a million a week. I mean. Is that all? That's all. What do you even do with that much? I mean, you definitely have okay. the North Pole scoped out if you have that much. I'm glad you asked. I was trying to look this up and I and I couldn't find anything on it. But I thought to myself, if I were Santa, what would I do if I was making if a net worth of $5 billion? I was trying to see if Santa had a car collection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there going like, he's for sure got a sick red Ferrari, like no doubt. And then I was talking to my nieces and nephews, and they were like, nah, man, he's got a Bigfoot, like a Bigfoot truck, you know, with giant wheels so he can get through the snow. And I'm like, I guarantee he's got that, man. Like, mm. I guarantee. <clears throat> I, he probably, he probably look at every Harley Davidson rider, big white beard and a gut, and they're riding Harleys. You don't think one of those guys could possibly be Santa? I'm just saying that maybe Santa's a hell, hell's angel. Oh, so now he's gang affiliated as well. I the guy's. I mean, dude, think about it, man. The guy's gangster. He's done prison time. Yes. Okay. He can in that, but during that time, he was pumping iron. He could lift eight hundred pounds, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's been around for over a thousand years. How many wars has he survived? Yeah, all of them. Right. <clears throat> I reckon Santa's gangster. And if you reference Fat Man, an amazing cinematic marvel starring Mel Gibson based on a true event, I assume, about a spoiled little child who was very upset by the gift he got from Santa to the point where he actually hired Hitman to track down and find Santa and assassinate him. Bro, watch that movie. Santa throws down. Like, he's... Like through, I reckon Santa's the type of guy. I reckon Santa's the type of guy that can kill you with a shoelace. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, he could just like, put you in his. Um, sorry, I was just I was trying to find like a cool photo of uh, Santa's uh, car, and there's just lots of weird stuff. Yeah, but, I know. Um, I, I went down the rabbit hole myself, and it's just it's too difficult to try and find something. Yeah, something there's good. nothing good particular. No. Oh, yeah, right. Nick makes a good point. Of course, that makes sense for him to be gang affiliated because of his prison time that you mentioned earlier. Thank so you. That, that does solidify that that option there. Yeah. I mean, like, you have that much money. I mean, it must be that his elves must be trained like to kill and assassinate and every, protect him, build everything. Like, or, uh, or does he keep him weak? And he protects them, and that's why they love him, because that's how you control a mass. They keep you weak, and they control. I'm going to trade this hat mm. for something with tinfoil very shortly. I'm going down a very dark or, <laughs> or has he figured out a drug that he gives them that makes them superhuman, but it runs out every day, so they have to rely on him? Well, they, well they run on high-calorie diets, if anyone has seen any elf movie, my personal favorite being the one starring Will Farrell, in which he's mm. a very large elf, and effectively all the elves that surround him live on a very high-calorie diet of spaghetti and candy, and 
it's just it makes perfect sense these poor souls are in sweatshops uh working around the clock to bring you playstation 5s with gran turismo 7 on them like it is it is hard work it is very very hard work but then again it might be smarter to outsource and in fact in that movie there's a movie called that movie fat man starring mel gibson he actually signs a contract and starts working with the military because it's very much a business. So, yeah, I implore you, watch this movie. It's called Fat Man, not for children. That's from me to you. Watch it. It is it is fantastic. Even just watch the trailer and you will be like, what? Like, it is really, really something. So, we've established he's got mentalism skill set, okay? Mm. He can fit through chimneys. That makes him... In my opinion, the skill set of an escapologist. Okay. Makes perfect sense to me. He can command flight through either levitating up chimneys or by flying the reindeers. The power of flight, that's levitation, Holmes. That's levitation. Okay. Yeah. What can't this man do? Right. Another interesting thing is that you've probably seen in a lot of different depictions of him that when kids come downstairs and he's like putting presents under the tree, he will do a little thing where he just touches his nose like this. And he's like, hmm. this little touch of the nose. You know what that means? Do you know what this means when you actually touch your nose, Josh Nabito? That you're checking you haven't left any uh, from that line you just did. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I mean, he does. There's a lot of snow in a lot of his pictures. You know? <laughs> so when Santa touches his nose, he's saying, uh, "Straighten your tie, buddy." Is it good? Yeah, I love Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> is my is my face is my face still on? I can't. Uh, feel it. We're gonna have to do a th- disclaimer at the start of this, being that there is drug references in this show, and we're very sorry about that. Um, okay. What it actually refers to when you touch your nose, this is the this is the signal for uh, it's a secret, like shh, like shh, secret. Touch my nose. As a little, as a little, as a little. Don't tell nobody. Okay. Um. Okay. So there's there's a few things that make this magic, and I'll tell you what they are. Number one, he's good at keeping secrets. Touch the nose. It's a little. Mm. It's a little. Just a little. Shh, don't tell nobody. You know who also uses the touching of the body and things of that nature to communicate speakeasy routines, dude. Think about it. The Eversons, right? How do you think they communicate? Speakeasy. So he's got a speakeasy skill set. Another awesome mentalism routine. Not a magical skill. That's magician skill. Think about it. I think you've lost me there. Speakeasy as in <clears throat> communicating to someone else yeah. with uh, a code, essentially. Is that Correct. what you're saying? Yes, exactly right. It's the same way that, that like when somebody's holding something and you can communicate to them, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, if it's a black card or a red card, I might scratch my, I might rub my right eye for, for a red card. And if it's a black card, I'll, I'll rub my, I'll rub my left eye as we're sort of just sitting there in the group. You know what I mean? And then I'll, right. and yeah. Think about it. So when you're, it's like having a confederate. Like you and I could make up a routine right now using this very same skill set that Santa has of just touching the nose and being like, shut up, don't tell nobody. Mm. Think mm. Although, th- you know, this is uh, 
someone who hasn't learned the code could pick that up. Like, yeah, I mean, he could just go from here to here and everyone would get it. But, you know, here is still fine. Yeah. So that's a little, you know, yeah, you know, I'm just so glad that after hearing all of the crazy powers and abilities he has, what I'm not hearing he can do is make a sign card go from the middle of the deck to the top of the deck. So at least (laughs) we have something up on Santa. (laughs) Santa can't do an ambitious card routine, you guys. And thus, no, he cannot because of those fucking gloves, those gloves get in the way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you know what he probably can do with those gloves? He could probably do an amazing split fan card manipulation routine, just like Fred Caps would have done back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, with yeah. maybe with Chris- Christmas cards. Oh, imagine that! Imagine like fanning and splitting Christmas cards, mm. like literal, like Hallmark size Christmas cards. Wouldn't that be a dope effect? That'd be pretty dope. But there's nothing in the history books of him doing that stuff. So I'm going to say that's one superpower that we have that he doesn't have. Yeah. Imagine how many babes he could get if Santa Claus wasn't in the picture. Yeah. I wonder. All the, I wonder. All that money. All that money and all that power. Like you don't yeah. think he's 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 meeting people on Christmas night and going, you know what, I'm shooting a uh, – you, you, you're a model. You, you look great in the next catalog we're shooting at the North Pole. Let me send this layout and fly you over. And then you know he's like wooing them, and then when he's done, he just throws them in their center sack and they pop back out at home or something. <laughs> I, just, I just get spat out under a tree somewhere in a park. Yeah, That's all. like once he's done with his sack, he puts them in the other sack and they go straight home. You know, <laughs> is that too far? <laughs> well, I wonder, man, because like. Yeah, because, I, I mean, to my knowledge, one thing that I did admire about Santa is that he's had his wife for as long as he has. But mm. here's where, here's where, this where, like, just to deter from our list for a moment, here's where it gets interesting. Imagine. <laughs> no, like, worse. Imagine this, Josh. Imagine worse. this. Okay, okay. Hear, hear me out, okay? Hear me out. Oh, boy. You, you and your lovely partner, gorgeous partner, absolutely stunning woman, it makes perfect sense. You're both very attractive people, okay? But hear me out. You're Santa, okay? Yeah. I fucking kill you. True. <laughs> you could, yes. I become Santa now. Oh, as in, as in. Hear me out. We, you're dead. Some, okay. You're, but you're I, gone. Are you saying that I was Santa? You're Yes, you're Santa. Okay. Okay. Your oh, lovely no. partner, Mrs. Claus. Look at that. Oh, shit. He's dead. Oh, my, my camera's gone. Why is my camera gone? <laughs> okay. It's okay. It's a podcast. They can live with this. But hear me out. Um, this is going to be upsetting because they should see your face. But hear me out, Josh. I'm now coming home to your wife as new Santa. Yes. How messed up is that? Yeah, right. And then she just has to, she just has to be okay with it? Well, that's what I mean. Think about that, man. Oh. Imagine that. Imagine you're the guy, the Santa. I hey, good to see you, man. Thank you so much. Let me help you with that. Whoa, trip and fall down my stairs at my, my apartment. Break your neck. And now I've got to continue on with the day. That's all done. I'm getting these texts being like, bro, you better come up, like, 
to the pole. This is your role now. And I'm like, uh-uh, I got gigs later today. They're like, uh-uh, you got to go do this thing. And then I go home and like, oh, by the way, that's your wife. And I'm like, what? And then imagine your wife, your wife being like, the f- is this guy? Yeah, that's weird. And you just got to be okay with it. Us? Or is she like hoping? She's like, oh, I wonder what Santa I'll get next year. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, perfect murder. You have a failing marriage and you're like, Santa, make sure you go visit in Bosnia. And then yeah. just goes down. Yeah, I want to like, George Clooney Santa next year. Yeah. Actually, you make sure you deliver it at this address in Italy. She gets herself a lovely Italian man, <laughs> this beautiful yeah. dark skin. Wow! You know what so I mean? really, so really, it's uh, it's Mrs. Claus being like a serial murderer. Could she uh, be making all this happen? But think about it, man. How creepy would that be? Imagine you, the loving wife, you send your fellow away, you know? Yeah and, you're, yeah, yeah. and then and then some guy comes back and he's like, I'm your husband now. And you'd be like, the hell you are. I ain't doing that. That's pretty creepy. It is pretty creepy. But here's the thing. Does Santa have children? There's Not one reference of it. There's one reference ever of this happening. Okay. 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 Now, look, does Copperfield have children? Yes. No. Does he? Fuck. That's what I mean. See what I mean? See the correlation between the two? <laughs> Dude, I'm not crazy. <laughs> Wait, does he? I don't know, but Google it while I, while I tell the people this story. <sighs> Although Santa and Mrs. Claus have never had children in any of the depictions, there is one reference to them having a kid. Okay? It was in 1892 on a Christmas burlesque, okay, where there was a, a, a performer called Kitty Claus who was said to be the daughter of Santa. I looked up Kitty Claus as much as I possibly could, mm. and all I found was information on a drag performer called Kitty Claus. I couldn't find anything else. And then the more I looked into, like, Santa's daughter, I kept finding – some really awful pornographic stuff because for some reason all this stepdaughter and stepdad stuff oh, is no. really taking flight in that realm. <clears throat> like, yeah. oh, step Santa, what are you doing? And I was just like, I I'm the I please don't look up my like my internet history from doing the research on this episode is like <laughs> embarrassing. Yeah. Genuinely embarrassing. You know what I mean? I'm like, there's a grown man looking up all this shit about Santa and Santa porn. Ooh, kink. Oh, Santa likes feet. It was a weird hole to be going down looking up stuff for this episode, my friends. Do not. Like, I've done it for you. Don't look any further, okay? Now, as this episode is slowly coming to a close and we do our diligence on whether or not. uh, Think about it, man. Copperfield, Santa, very similar. So. Yeah, and also I just found uh, something about his children. Is there more? This is this is uh, this is wild. Copperfield's so he's a girlfriend. Uh, he's twenty eight. Gave birth to his daughter Sky in two thousand and ten. That's crazy. Okay. So she's thirteen. And Copperfield has two other children: a son and another daughter, Dylan and Audrey. Copperfield has managed to have three kids and keep them out of the spotlight. 
What a Jedi. Well, obviously, I mean, he's magic. He just, he could probably make anyone disappear with a photo and two phone calls. Where are these kids? That's so weird. Did he have any with, um, is a Claudia chauffeur was his, was his first wife? Or am I thinking Cindy Crawford? Which one was his, which one was his first wife? Must be nice. That's all I can say. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. That is so wild. He makes over a million a day. He could just, Jesus, like he could marry every single mail order bride in Russia. Every one of them. Every one of them. He could just do that if he wanted to. Yeah. You know what uh, I've heard too? Like <clears throat> I've heard Copperfield when he uh, has friends and stuff come to watch a show in Vegas. Like I've heard that he mics their seats so he knows what they thought of the show. He mics their their tables that they're sitting at and stuff. What a genius. Yeah. Oh, my camera's gone again. No, oh, you're there. You're there. Nanotechnology, people, it's all there. <clears throat> so as we wrap up this episode, <clears throat> we could talk about some theories, okay? So he could be a mutant as part of the X-Men world or the DC world in which he only has his powers for that day. But I have another theory. Hear me out, friends. You may notice that our friend Doug, Doug Kahn, an amazing magician, jolly fellow, white beard, he's not here today. Why do you think that is? It's very true. Hear me out. Doug Kahn is Santa. I've solved the riddle. Think about it, man. Honestly, how busy has he been? And he's like, oh, I'm not around at the moment. I got stuff going on. I'm like, no shit, Doug. You're preparing for Christmas, making us all happy and delivering decks of playing cards and, and cups and bowls around the world. And he's super magical. Have you not seen his social media? Think about oh. it, man. Think about it. So what you're saying is Doug could be yeah. Santa Claus. And let's be honest. Have you ever seen Santa and Doug in the same room? Together. Exactly. You've never seen Santa or Doug in the same shot, photo, nothing, right? This is getting wild. If you roll back, Dylan, look back to last week. What's the first thing Doug said about starting our episode? What did he say? He was like, back pain. I had a gummy bear. I had an edible. Boom. What did I say about prison time? Drug lord, super rich, right? Think about it, man. All the arrows point to Doug Khan. Wow. He's not here, is he? This whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, to my knowledge, he's still working, right? Like he's still working. He should still be at work anyway. Like still delivering stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Think about mm. it, man. On mm. that bombshell. On that, I'm just saying, is it possible? Think about it. You guys enter in the comments. He's magical. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, he's just had a massive night, so delivering presents. And that's why in the US, it's Christmas Day, and he's nowhere to be seen. Hmm. Yeah. So have, you, did, have you ever been by, to his house? Have you ever been to his house before? I haven't. Exactly. But I know Bob, Bob Possible has. But it could be a front house. Like, it could be a house just to throw people off. 
Yeah, it could be but, him. Christian Magician says so. Just think about it, kids. Think about but, it. Hmm. But with that logic, right, that means Doug is a multi-billionaire. Yeah, correct. He really hasn't yeah. been pulling his weight with this <laughs> podcast then. <laughs> think about it. There's a song mentioned here by Tim Atkin, and it says... He's kissing a lot of mummies under the Christmas tree. That sounds like my boy, Doug. Mm, it does. Yeah. So all of these all of these videos he's putting up on um, social media is just to throw people off from the fact that he has real magic powers. He could, bro. I'm just saying, like, it is possible. It is possible mm. Doug Khan could be the Santa. Okay, how about this? Just a side, a side quest here. Let's say you did have a net worth of billions of dollars. What are you doing like for 2024? Like, are you doing a podcast? Are you, you know. Great question. Doing, doing holy moly gigs. Yep. And I want to know what you guys think in the chat right now, what you think, but hear me out as well. What is the main thing about Christmas? What is the pillar of Christmas? Like, what is it like? Christmas is about starting with cake. G. No, give it. <laughs> Christmas is about giving, all right? Giving. It's all about giving. What is magic about? Magic is a? Giving. No. <laughs> giving. You know, you're ruining everything. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to make a point. Magic is a gift. gift. God damn it. It's a gift. Hear me out. Think about yes. it. The guy's all about giving. He's a magician in the real world. And he's what he's giving is just he's doing gifts every day. It makes perfect mm -hmm, sense. Mm -hmm. Santa's all about gifts. So are magicians. Doug's a magician. He's very magical. And he's all about gifts. Think about it, man. You might have uncovered something massive here. I might have cracked upon the one of the eighth wonders of the world. Yes. So now. It's the race to uh, to see who can kill Doug first. Yeah. To become I, the next Santa. <laughs> My God. Oh, God, that would be so awful. If that makes the news, <laughs> I will not forgive myself. Because, <laughs> like, anytime you see Santa, you know that he killed someone to become that Santa. Could you imagine? It's pretty brutal. That is insane. Yeah. I wonder... If Colin McGregor found this out and he's like, I'm going to be Santa. And he just goes out and starts choking <laughs> people out like in, in the shopping malls. It's just like, Gack. fuck. <laughs> that would be like a serial killer's um, Motive. reasoning. I'm just trying to, I'm just hoping that one of these people I kill one day is Santa and then I become Santa. Wow. Imagine that. Your Honor, in my defense, I thought, I thought it was he was Santa. Santa. <laughs> <laughs> And I also, I did my diligence, and I don't think we can do this here, right? But I am going to post this because I did my diligence so deep. And I'm going to do more things upon history of magic as opposed to like this sort of palaver. But I found Santa's phone number. Shit. If we call and Doug answers, this is over. What number is it? Is it like a 
international number or what? I, I I'm gonna put it in the chat. Okay, this is what I found. Because I can I call it through my microphone. I believe uh, this is the US down this rabbit hole. I believe it's a US number. Okay, to okay. my knowledge, he has a partnership with TPG Mobile on that side of the planet. It makes perfect sense that he would have sponsorships, much like we do on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Our good friends of Piper Magic, who have been very good to us all year. <clears throat> this could be it. If Doug answers, you guys are welcome to try and call this and see what happens. But all right. that's my bombshell that we end upon. If you enjoyed this episode, um, I was thinking about doing more history-based things to talk about. If you guys would like to have a bit of chat and we talk about the history of magic, I was thinking you guys might like to know about perhaps maybe Keller and we'll give you a history lesson on Keller or we can talk about the history of certain tricks where I can tell you guys all about the history of the cups and balls or the rope routine or the something to impossible location. Like I do my diligence on that. And we just have these little fun history lessons throughout the podcast. If that sounds like fun and you guys want to make a suggestion as to what you would like to talk about, go ahead and do that. But I think that it's fun to end on that bombshell. Well, let's, let's, let's end with calling this number. I've got it linked up to my uh, roadcaster. So it should play. And if you talk, it should like whatever happens right now, if someone picks up, if Doug picks up, we should both be able to talk to them like like normal. Um, so just in case, let me cue everything up just in case. Let's see what happens. The number is not in service. The number uh, is not in service. Ah, uh, what? That did sound a little bit like Aaron, though, did, did it not? Didn't Doug, it Doug's just? wife. Or maybe because it's past Christmas, they've detached it. Like it's something you can call before Christmas. Ah, yeah. We have something to look forward to next year. It is. But friends, thank you so much for listening. I mean, part of this show, we hope you had a very, very Merry Christmas. Should I wrap this up with a final word, Josh? Let's do it, man. Friends, as the holiday season wraps up and we slowly approach the new year, there is not everyone out there who has friends and family to rely upon or lean upon. So always extend the hand of friendship to anyone who might need it most this year. Be nice and kind to those around you and all the poor souls who are working these very long shifts to ensure that we can just purchase the gifts for all the people that matter to us the most. And also a nice reminder that magic is a gift and is to be shared. So take a moment, share your magic, share your gifts, and do it all to make people smile. Merry Christmas, and we'll see you guys in the new year. Thanks for listening. It's time for us to disappear now. Disappear now. But we'll see you again on the next episode of The Magic Guys. 